It's another Blue Jackets game day. It's another Squadcast episode. We're previewing the Locked On... Uh... It's another Blue Jackets game day. It's another Squadcast. We are previewing the Blue Jackets Islanders game happening tonight in New York. I've got Gil Martin of Locked On Islanders to tell us all about how his team is doing. And uh, we'll make some predictions as well. That's all coming up today on Locked On Blue Jackets. Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Here to bring you news, stories, uh, trials, tribulations, joys, excitements, agonies, uh, all of the above and more about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on YouTube. I uh, hit a cool milestone last night, so now we move on to the next one. Thank you, everyone, who has subscribed so far. If you have not subscribed, then... Uh, I'd really appreciate it. It helps me out. It helps you out. You get notified when new episodes go live. Uh, everybody wins. And uh, hopefully, more wins will be coming tonight, although I do not think so. Uh, Blue Jackets are in New York to play the Islanders, and uh, they have very few defensemen to uh, to use. So uh, I thought, let's talk to Gil Martin. Let's see how the Islanders are doing this season. Let's keep up with them. And uh, so I'll just get right into that conversation. We've got another day, we've got another squad cast, um, and hopefully we can uh, find some cheerier things to talk about than yesterday's episode. We went through all of the, the injury news, and there was a lot of it, so uh, let's let's look ahead to the future. For better or worse, the Blue Jackets are going to have a bit of a, a new-look lineup in uh, tonight's game, but they're also going to be facing a team that they haven't faced yet. Uh, New York Islanders, I think it's fair to say, struggled last season, uh, but they are off to a pretty good clip to, to start the year. So I thought, hey, let's get Gil Martin, Locked on Islanders. Uh, always a pleasure to talk to Gil about hockey. Uh, let's uh, let's find out from the man himself what exactly is going on with the Islanders. So uh, I guess that's the that's the, the first question, Gil, is uh, was this something that you expected out of the Islanders to start the season? You know, it was really up in the air. Uh, whether last season was just sort of a fluke because of COVID and starting the season with 13 road games and a couple of choice injuries, or whether or not last year was what this team really was. And now, you know, they're going to stay there. So far, it's been better than expected, I think. And, uh, you know, new coach, new situation, so I'm not totally convinced that the Islanders are contenders yet, but I'm pleased so far through the first 15 games. Yeah, for sure. So do you think that's got something to do with it? The the new co- Is it a new coach bump? Is it guys that are contributing this time that they weren't, they like they had down years last year? Like what do you think is kind of the main driving force for the Islanders' success this early in the season? I think it's a little of both. Uh, Lane Lambert, took over for Barry Trotz, and he was the assistant under Trotz all the way dating back to Trotz's days in Nashville. So he's been with him for about a decade. And he plays more or less the same 
system that Trotz does, but he's modified it a little bit. And he allows his defensemen to step up into the play a little bit more. And that provides a little bit more offense than the Islanders had under Trotz. And I think he's a little bit freer with changing his line combinations up when things aren't working. So I think that's helped. And then Matthew Barzal is off to a solid start, even though he doesn't have any goals yet. He's a point of game player with all assists so far this year. But uh, for the most part, uh, Brock Nelson, Anders Lee, they're off to hot starts. And, and overall, the defensemen are chipping in more offensively. You add the solid goaltending with Ilya Sorokin uh, and Semyon Varlamov, and there's your formula for winning hockey games. Yeah, for sure. You mentioned I was going to bring that up actually, the uh, the Matthew Barzal, because getting fifteen points without getting a single goal is is pretty impressive. Um, that does mean that he probably will score tonight, uh, because what I've learned so far <laughs> this season is that the Blue Jackets love to let guys score their first goals of the season. <laughs> Um, I think the game against the first game against Colorado in Finland, they scored, I think, four Colorado Avalanche got their first goals of the season against wow. the Blue Jackets. So if you're looking, for, if Matt Barzal's looking to get a goal tonight, seems like a pretty good, uh, a pretty good place to get it. Um, but, you know, you mentioned Brock Nelson, Anders Lee. These are guys that, you know, have been around for a while. You expect, you expect big things out of them. Is there anyone that you have kind of been, surprised by any young guys that have taken a step forward um you know who, who's been your kind of underrated mvp for the islanders so far uh i would have to say there are two guys uh one would certainly be casey Sezikis, who you know centers the fourth line and look he's got two assists and no goals right now but he wins important face-offs he kills penalties he back checks he four checks really well he's a sort of a glue guy for this team emotionally and and by his hard style of play. Uh, and then the, the only real new addition to this team uh, as far as the regular lineup is defenseman Alexander Romanov, who they acquired uh, in a trade from the Montreal Canadiens at the draft. And I think Romanov has helped solidify the defense core defensively, at least. He's physical. He blocks shots. And he plays with a, a style that sort of endears him to Islanders fans because of his uh, physicality. He's still learning, still sort of adjusting to playing with Noah Dobson. But I think that's a very good second pairing for the Islanders. And Romanov has been a very solid addition. Yeah, for sure. I'd, forgot, I'd completely forgotten about that trade, honestly. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. Um, he's <laughs> a guy that I liked in, in Montreal. Um, and so I'm glad to see that he's kind of figuring it out in uh, in New York. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, special teams as well, because you seem to be doing the Blue Jackets thing of having a really good penalty kill, and then the power play is kind of questionable. Uh, penalty kill currently third in the league, which is pretty dang impressive. Uh, what's going on with the power play? <laughs> it's kind of the same old same old unfortunately uh against arizona on thursday the islanders had they were down one nothing they had a power play with a chance you know midway through the third period with a chance to tie the game they took eight shots at the goal and had zero shots on goal during the entire two-minute power play so a lot of missed shots a lot of block shots a lot of shots from poor angles, and it just didn't add up. The, the, the Islanders' biggest problem with the power play 
well, there's a few. Number one, they don't shoot the puck generally enough. And as I said, when they do, they're not always accurate. But second of all, they just stayed on the perimeter too much. Didn't move without the puck. Didn't get guys to screen the goalie to get those dirty tip-in and rebound goals in front of the net. And, you know, when when a goalie can see the puck, more often than not, they're going to stop the puck. And the, the power play is just not in sync right now. Coming up in a minute, I've got more of my conversation with Gil about the Islanders and tonight's game. But first, I've got to tell you about Bet Online because uh, it's your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, and esports. They've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, and if you listen to a lot of Blue Jackets, I assume you love sports podcasts, you can find those about online as well. They are the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So if you want to put money on, uh, oh, I don't know, Blue Jackets winning a game despite all odds, then you can do that at betonline.net. So head to the website today, that's betonline.net, or use your laptop or mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Well, again, that feels like something that will probably get figured out because, again, the Blue Jackets love to <laughs> love to let other teams figure things out. Um, I want to go back to kind of the the team as a whole, though, just to kind of finish off this segment. Um, the Islanders are nine and six so far to this to start the season. They've got eighteen points, they're third in the Metro. Um, does this feel sustainable to you? Does this feel like the Islanders team? That you that you expect to see for the rest of the season because I know the Blue Jackets just played the Philadelphia Flyers, who are uh, clipping along at a pretty a pretty good pace. They're seven four and two. Uh, I spoke to Rachel Donner of uh, Locked On Flyers and was like, I was like, what's up with the Flyers? And she was like, well, cut a heart mostly. Uh, and so you know, sometimes you show me a good goal and I'll show you a good team. You know, but does this feel like a, a that kind of situation with the Islanders, or does this feel more or less like? the kind of team that they have, if that makes sense. It does. And I think it is more or less the kind of team that they have. The big question for the Islanders is, do they have enough offense? Do they have enough goal scoring? And I think the answer is, if they do, it's barely. And it's going to depend on a number of players stepping up and producing more offensively. Guys like Kyle Palmieri, who has just not been consistent, J.G. Pajot, uh, Josh Bailey, Oliver Wallstrom, who has been disappointed and actually been placed on the fourth line because he hasn't played well since the first few games of the year. They need those guys to step up. If this Islanders team wants to be anything more than a team fighting for like one of the wild card spots in the playoffs, they're going to need to get a bona fide 30 plus goal scorer so Matthew Barzal can get even more assists. Uh, and he's got already because someone will be finishing more frequently. Um, that to me would, would turn the Islanders instantly into a team that should not only make the playoffs, but could do some damage in the playoffs. Now it's like, yeah, we might be able to squeak in. And if we do, we might be able to win around maybe even two, but we wouldn't be favored in any of them. And I think that's sort of where the team is right now. Yeah, that was going to be kind of my follow-up question. Do you feel like this is a team that's kind of on an upward trajectory? Do you like? Do you feel like this is a team that maybe a couple of years down the line they're going to have some prospects come in? Like, or is this a team that's kind of, for better or worse, they kind of are what they are right now, and it's kind of 
could go either way. Yeah, there are. See, there's age on this team, and that's part of the problem. You have your entire fourth line, uh, Casey Sezikis, Matt Martin, Cal Clutterbuck, all on the wrong side of 30. Uh, J.G. Peugeot turned 30 on Friday. He's, uh, he's now 30. Uh, Brock Nelson is over 30. Anders Lee is over 30. Uh, Zach Parise is 37, 38. You know, he's, he's way over 30. Uh, and not that that's necessarily a terrible thing, but, but there's a lot of age on this team. There are some prospects in the system. Uh, they're very high on Atu Ratu, who was their second round pick a year ago. William Dufour, who was the MVP in the Quebec Junior League last year uh, and helped his team win the Memorial Cup. Uh, there are some guys there who they're high on, but I get the feeling that unless those guys pan out, this team has maybe a one this year and maybe one more year window before they're going to have to either rebuild or have some of those young guys really step up and, and, and start to contribute. Yeah. It always feels very strange for me. So I'm about to turn 30 uh, next month. And it always feels very strange for me to be like, man, these guys are getting old. They're working their way out of the league. <laughs> like they're my age, you know? Um, yeah, it's, but- it, 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 it is scary. Wait, wait until you start referring to them as kids. Wait, just wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good kid. I know. Man. I'm reaching that point now where, um, and because Columbus is such a young team, uh, I think they have three players that are older than I am on the roster. Wow. And I'm like, I hate this. Everyone's a child. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I want to talk uh, about the game for a little bit. Uh, what is your key to the game? Obviously, the Islanders are coming off a disappointing game against uh, Arizona, I believe it was. Yes. Um. What do they have to do to make sure that doesn't happen again? Like, what's their key to the game for the Islanders to beat the Blue Jackets? Two things in in my mind. Number one, the Blue Jackets' top line, which appears to be healthy now and is very dangerous. I mean, Boone Jenner, Johnny Goudreau, Patrick Lanay, that is a very, very solid, you know, dangerous top line. Can't let those three guys have time and space so, like, they come through the neutral zone with speed and the Islanders will be back on their heels. That would be a big problem. Uh, and then offensively, got to get more pucks on net. I mean, they had, I think it was 24 shots on goal against Arizona. And out of those 24, only seven of them were what I would call from the high danger areas. You know, if you draw that triangle from the two face-off circles down into the crease, you're not going to win a lot of games only taking seven high, high danger area shots. So they've got to work it down, get into those uh, greasy areas and, and, and score those goals from in close. Otherwise, you know, there's not a lot of natural snipers on this team. You're not going to win by shooting from the points all game long. Yeah. Well, I have good news for you, and that's that the Blue Jackets don't have any defensemen right now. <laughs> so it could, be, it could be a chance for the Islanders. Uh, Zach Wrensky out for the season. Uh, Anna Boquist has a broken foot. Nick Blankenberg has a broken ankle. Um, Erica Branson is probably concussed. Um, I uh, I talked about it a little bit on uh, yesterday's episode of Locked on Blue Jackets. The uh, the average career games for the defense court at the minute is 90. Wow. Uh, if you add Erica Branson into that, and I don't think he'll be playing tonight, if you add him in, it ups it to, I think, 170 average career games uh the blue jackets have one healthy defenseman that's played more than 200 nhl games right now wow. so the islanders could really could really take advantage of that because everyone is hurt um and so it's going to be 
it could be an interesting an interesting game um what so do you let's, feel, uh, what what do you feel the keys are for the blue jackets to to win this game it's tough because the, the the blue jackets i think might have to go to that kind of i always call it like um edmonton oiler style hockey mm-hmm. i think they just have to score more than the other than the other team um, which is a thing that they've been having problems with even before all of the defensive issues. Uh, goaltending has not been very good to start the season. Um, Jonas Kopasala was phenomenal against the uh, the Flyers, made 34 of 36 saves, I believe. Um, so, you know, he's he had a really good game. So if he can kind of keep that up, if Elvis can get back to where he needs to be, uh, the Blue Jackets are going to be a really good position. But the goaltending has not been very good. Now they're down their two best defensemen, um, you know, they're probably going to be playing David Juracek, who has all of two NHL games experience, and Marcus Bjork, who has no NHL games experience. Uh, so it could just be a case of, well, we have, like you said, Goudreau, Line, and Jenna on that top line. Um, I believe those guys have combined for about 15 goals so far this season, uh, which is pretty good considering Line has been missing for half of the games that they've played so far. Um, it might be a case of just letting those guys try and outscore the Islanders, which uh, could go... One way, it could go the other. I uh, haven't decided yet. That's the thing about this team is, um, and I'm going to talk about in a minute, The uh, I want to make some predictions about what I think the final score is going to be, who's going to open the scoring for both teams. But at the minute, this feels like a team that could win this game like 5 nothing, or they could lose this game like 8-1. Like, and there's no, <laughs> there's really no in-between for the Blue Jackets right now. So it really depends on which Islanders team shows up, I think. Yeah, and, you know, one weird thing about the Islanders so far this year, they have been bad in first periods. And they played really well in the third period, second period pretty well, but first periods have been a disaster. And, you know, they're always coming from behind. I mean, they they had a comeback win against Colorado, comeback win against Calgary, comeback win against the Rangers down 3-1 to one after two periods, win it 4-3 to three in regulation. I think the Blue Jackets, if they get off to the fast start and take an early lead, it might give them a little boost of confidence going up against the Islanders. And getting that first goal, I think, is going to be crucial for both teams in this game. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting that you say that, actually, because the Blue Jackets have been having really strong first periods and then kind of shaky second periods. And then usually the third period is when it all falls apart. So. I don't think Islanders fans should necessarily worry if, you know, they come out of the first two periods and they're down a couple of goals because it could very much flip like like that. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a fun game. Uh, I always enjoy watching Islanders Blue Jackets games. I feel like they're always uh, more fun than I think a lot of people think that they should be. Um, but let's uh, let's do some some predictions just to kind of finish off here. Uh, what do you think the final score is going to be and who is going to open the scoring for the Islanders? All right. Uh, I'm going to say the final score will be 5-3 Islanders with an empty net goal at the end. And based on what you told me, I'm going to say Matthew Barzal opens up the scoring and gets off the schneid against the Columbus Blue it, Yeah, he's definitely opening the scoring for the, for the Islanders. <laughs> like, that's just what's happening. Um, you should put some, uh, people should put some money on that at, uh, at betonline.net if they feel like, a sure, if they, feel like they want to do a, a sure thing. Um, I think I'm going to go the other way. I think I'm going to guess. I'm going to say five-three Blue Jackets win. Um, again, I think with an empty netter, so essentially a four-three win um, because empty netters don't really count. Um, and I'm going to go with uh, with the hot hand right now. I'm going to go with Johnny Johnny Gaudreau uh, to open the scoring. Uh, he hasn't scored 
in an away game yet. All six of his goals have come at Nationwide. Uh, so he's got to score an away goal at some point, right? So uh, maybe <laughs> maybe that'll be that'll be tonight. But uh, either way, I think it's going to be it's going to be a fun game. It should be, and uh, you know I love a good division rivalry game. And like you said, the games are always entertaining between these two teams. So looking forward to tonight's game at the UBS Arena. Yes, I just hope that no one gets hurt. We've had so many injuries. Um, yeah. That's kind of my wish for tonight is that everyone has fun and no one breaks any bones. Um, if people want to kind of catch up with the Islanders, maybe want to get your perspective on how the game's going to go, uh, where can people find you and uh, your show? Well, uh, they can find the show wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. You could follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me on Twitter at Ice Wars NYR VSNYI. And I'm, I'm live tweeting during almost every Islanders game, including tonight. So uh, you want to get some instant insight and analysis, please follow along. It's, it is from an Islanders perspective, but I do try to shoot straight. So it's all good. Perfect. Well, if people want to uh, follow the Blue Jackets perspective, uh, I'll be tweeting over at LO underscore Blue Jackets. That's the podcast Twitter. You can find me at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. Tomorrow uh, won't be a show because it's Sunday, but uh, Monday we will be uh, breaking down the game. I'm sure Gil will be breaking down his his perspective of the game over on Locked on Islanders. So make Locked on Blue Jackets your first listen of the day. Make Locked on Islanders your second listen of the day. Or flip those around as long as you're making... One of us, your first listener of the day. We don't really care which order you go in, but uh, that's uh, that's all we've got for uh, for today. So hopefully everyone enjoys the game. Hopefully no one gets hurt. And uh, until Monday, make sure you stay locked on. And that's all I've got for you today. Uh, tomorrow, there is not going to be a new episode because it's Sunday tomorrow. Monday, we will be breaking down tonight's game. Hopefully the win, but we'll see. Maybe there'll be some more... Uh, movements for the decor that seems likely um that's all coming up on monday's episode and we'll do a mailbag as well so if you have questions then feel free to drop them in the comments of this youtube video uh you can email me at locksupbluejackets.com you can at me on twitter underscore jacob foster j-a-k-o-b-f-o-r-s-t-e-r or l-o underscore bluejackets and uh thank you once again for listening for making this your first listen of the day every day Locks of Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on YouTube. Uh, go and make your second listen of the day, Locked On Sports Today. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, enjoy the game tonight, and until Monday, make sure you stay locked on. <laughs>